Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never going to get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Welcome. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. Beauty. Beauty for everyone. Let's do it. We are going to talk about food allergies and can they affect the products that you put on your skin. Mm. Then, the, I'm calling it the Fenty effect. I love that. We've been seeing more and more lines with inclusive color ranges and we want to talk about it and why it's good and what we're going to be seeing coming next. Last up... You guys probably heard the news about Hawaii making and passing a skincare bill that like will ban certain sunscreens because they are not reef safe. So we want to just go over what exactly that means and what sunscreens are really good for the environment, or at least not bad for the environment. Yeah, what does it mean? Who is our fabulous guest this episode? We have Ukanwa Ojo. She's the SVP of CoverGirl, and she is going to you know give us a little bit of a like state of the union on where we are in the beauty industry and talk about all the cool things happening at CoverGirl. Jess, I've always wondered this about you, and people now know you have an almond al- allergy. Wherever we go, people are on the lookout for mm-hmm. Jess and her it's almond really, allergy. Really thoughtful. But my mom's favorite body lotion is cherry almond from Jergens. Sure. Almonds are in like body scrubs, face scrubs. What happens if you have a food allergy? Does it like affect your skin topically? So 
somebody, thank you so much. Forgive me. I'm I, I'm looking, scrambling for your letter. Had like DM'd me or um, emailed me about this topic because mm-hmm. they saw that was allergic, and they have an allergy too. Now, I asked my allergist last week. I'm going for allergy shots, guys. This is like a new thing for me. Um, but I asked her about this ex- exact question. And the answer is not as, so unfortunately, it's not as authoritative and like hard and fast yeah. as we'd hope. Some people are super allergic to like, let's say if you have an almond allergy, somebody might freak out if they're using like a lip balm that has almond oil and a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. But some people, it's fine. Like she said, some people with an almond allergy can have an almond and then just feel a little like itchy or tired or something, whatever the reaction right. is. And it's like, it's like anything. Like it's the cliche of like, no nuts in the cupcakes, you know, like Tommy has to leave the room. Like, you know, like they're so, they're airborne and they're so allergic. So it yeah. really like... It varies from person to person. Now, for me personally, so, oh, her advice was, sorry, her advice was (laughs) to patch test, which is putting just a little bit on a patch of your skin, like either the inside of your forearm or um, I often go by my neck, like right underneath my chin because Mm -hmm. I tend to get like itchier there if I'm feeling allergic. Someplace that's like a delicate area of skin. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can that that can like help you suss out and hopefully you have like your Benadryl or like God forbid your EpiPen if there's a problem. Right. Now, she did say I would never get a treatment done. Like I would let your spa therapist know. Oh, right. And I because it's easier to manage a problem if you've just patch tested it versus like an almond souffle, like, you know, mask then it's right. going to all over. Right. And I have a, a story to go with this. I when this is like at least it was like 12 years ago or something. I went in for a body scrub at this spa. Okay. And I was trying to be polite. I don't know why, but I was like suffering through feeling like my legs were like on fire, itchy, crawling with bugs. And oh then God. the lady said, are you okay? And she starts like looking and I look down, my legs were all bubbled up. <gasps> Super like gross. Hives. Like hives. Yeah. And we had to immediately stop the treatment. She like, I mean, this poor woman, it was like her own spa. So she, of course, was dying. She went and got like a ton of cortisone, got a Benadryl. Guys always have a Benadryl on you and or some other antihistamine. And I took it. But I remember I didn't it didn't go down for like a day or two. So it was like a crushed up almond. Crushed up almond. They're a common exfoliator. Very common. Yeah. And here's the other rub. I remember it really itching because probably, again, this is a long time ago, I had shaved. So if I've shaved, yeah. I don't use anything on my legs. That might be an allergy. I, yeah, I just let them cool for like a day because w- if you're allergic even a little bit, once that pores open and like ready. And fresh skin yeah, ready or if, to absorb. Totally. Or if you like, you know, wax your upper lip or eyebrows or something, you... It's it's like game on. Mm-hmm. So I would really be cautious about using anything with almond oil. A for P- that particular yeah, for that. It's yeah. funny because when I saw all the gluten-free beauty products coming yeah. out, I was like, why do we need to be gluten-free with our beauty products? I thought it was just – there is some trendiness to it, obviously. Sure. But if you have celiac disease and you are that gluten intolerant, then, yeah, putting a shampoo that has, you know, a wheat – hydrolyzed wheat protein, mm-hmm. which is like a common ingredient in shampoo – could be a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious if people out there have noticed that their food allergy also is a beauty allergy for them. Like, I wonder what the percentage is on that. So I, DM, totally. DM us yeah. if you're, like, one of those people. I want to, like, figure this out more. We talk about this all the time, but, like, the natural extracts, you know, people want all natural. Yeah. I'm sorry, but those that can really mess you up more than like a synthetic. Yeah, lanolin I keep hearing about too, lanolin. which is obviously a wool byproduct, and a lot of people are allergic to that. Straw like I, there's always like strawberry scrubs that come out like beautiful, like super oh, organic. Yeah, Peter Thomas Roth used to have that strawberry. Yeah, scrub. it was lovely. I mean, natural, not if you have a strawberry. Yeah, allergy. natural <laughs> ingredients are, are are they're no joke. So um, just use with caution. So inclusivity in the beauty industry is a big topic for the two of us. We've talked about it on the podcast mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, and it's been happening all across beauty, mass, prestige. But at the Dior Resort Show, I thought this was big news, they previewed their new foundation range, which has 40 shades, which I thought was big for a French-owned, like, super luxury foundation, mm-hmm. 40 shades. I'm seeing that number a lot, right? We're just- okay, but how many did Fenty have when it launched? 
40, right? Don't quote me, but they definitely had at least 40. It's something about that number is now, I doubt that's just that they're like 40 shade tones of people in the world. But yeah. it just says to the customer, I think like, okay, we're serious. We really are trying to be a big wide range of colors. Have you seen any other ones that have come out recently? I'm seeing it um, in the color market. Like, well, foundation is color, but like in more like fun cosmetics, like mm -hmm. they're... Did you ever meet with that brand Mented? They're fabulous. No, what's it's Mented? Two, okay, so they're two women, um, Amanda Johnson and KJ Miller. So they met at Harvard Business School and they decided to create this color line of like lipsticks just for women with like women of color because like a nude won't necessarily read the same way on and that know, was the problem the yeah. word nude for so long wasn't exactly. that like peachy beige is nude completely nude for who so these are they're all like you know vegan nude lipsticks and they're formulated just for women of color and the shade ranges are awesome like i mean i looked at them i wore one it, you don't need to be a woman of color to enjoy this line but i love yeah. the fact that it exists and they just got a lot of money they got a one million dollars in capital um this was in forbes and also like the thing you were saying, like the nude conversation that it feels like weird that this has gone, it's taken this long for it to come to beauty because fashion's been doing this for a while. There was a, a lingerie line called Nubian Skin. Yeah. Um, Christian Louboutin had different nudes because people who want like that long illusion. Yeah. You like know, when they leg. say like, make, get a skin tone matching pump and your legs look longer. Right. But skin isn't like peachy flash. And that peachy beige was, it was so funny. Yeah. It was like this, it was like this one color that like, for some reason, people decided, okay, this is nude, which feels right. so wrong. There's just a lot more attention to like inclusivity in terms of color. And like, I even saw this product that um, it's called Black Girl Sunscreen. And they're like, they're really getting a lot of traction. I see them all over Instagram. Great here. <laughs> but it's it's straightforward. And but the point is like, guess what? Like your SPF, your daytime SPF cream leaves me looking like pallid. So right. uh, so it's really that it's not just foundations. That's funny that you yeah. said that. Because in my head I was like, yeah, yeah, everybody's doing a large range of foundations. But like you said, it's the lip color being like a nude that works. Or even those bare minerals eyeshadow primers I was talking about oh, last yeah. week. They came out. It's supposed to match your lid. And there's like 12 shades of nude. They call right. it like generation nude. So it's not just the foundation. Right, they had that with the, with the lip glosses. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So it... You know, it it feels so crazy that like okay, the hair care market has understood this for a long time. Like, not everyone has the same kind of hair. Yeah, fashion has understood it, but like, hello, skin skin products. It's taking this long. Yeah, but I'm I'm really excited about this boom that we see. We'll see who else comes out next. Yeah, they won't be the last. And maybe our guest has something to say about this. We'll ask her. Hmm. Oh my gosh, Jen, did you hear Sally Hirschberger on the Barney's podcast? I was a little jealous, I have to say. She gave a great interview. That's awesome. She talks about, you know, she created the Meg Ryan shag. She talks about how she's running around with Joan Jett and Olivia Newton-John. And she gave Tom Cruise a buzz cut by accident. <laughs> Scary. Yeah, it was super interesting. Make sure to check out Sally Hirschberger on the Barneys podcast and all kinds of other cool creative types. So when you were in your honeymoon in Hawaii, splashing around, I don't know if this timed correctly, but as you know, Hawaii has passed a ban on certain sunscreens because they're not reef safe. Did you hear any news about that when you were there? Well, my cousin actually is so cute and so nice. He texted me on the way there and he said, you know, if you go in the ocean, you should be wearing reef safe, you know, so reef safe SPF. And I said, okay, yeah, we talked about that, you know. Thank you. But, <laughs> um, but, and I thought, okay, when I get there, I, I had a few different brands with me and I wasn't quite sure. But when I got to the hotel, yeah, they had huge vats of one of my favorite sunscreens, Sunbum, which said it's reef safe. And they urged you to use the a sun reef safe version. Yes, exactly. So I, I thought it was my cousin being like really like cool and like, you know, he's very eco-friendly. Love him. But no, he was like, He's part of the national conversation right yeah, now. Yeah, this isn't just like ahead of the game. The legislation bans um, oxybenzone, which is a common chemical sunscreen. In case you guys have not heard us preach about this enough, chemical sunscreens are the ones that absorb the light instead of reflecting it. And then the other ones that are sometimes called mineral or physical sunscreens are the ingredients that reflect the light. So those are the titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, whereas okay. the chemical ones end in like E-N-E, A-N-E, 
O-N-E. So the two ingredients that they're banning are oxybenzone, like I said, and octinoxate. I mean, there's years before this fully goes into effect. I think it's 2021 is when they will no longer be sold in Hawaii because they've been shown to um, lead to coral bleaching. Aye. I know. So when the fish die, we all go. Well, the fish may be dying because of other reasons, too. That's the only thing that bothers me about all this. Like, they say, okay, we're banning these two particular ingredients. There are so many chemicals in beauty products that could also be contributing. But this is the only one that they have good, strong causal research in order to pass this. But, for example, I was in in Mexico, and I got to swim with whale sharks. This People... Animal safe people. This was not like go swim with the dolphins, which, by the way, is you in a cage. No, this is this was like two, three hour boat ride out to the middle of nowhere. Maybe we'll see them. Maybe we won't. But they were migrating through the area. Whale sharks are not. Um, they don't have teeth. They're like they have like the baleen or whatever it's called. So they filter plankton. Oh, like little. Um, but they're huge. Yeah, they could still whack you with their tail. Oh my or god! Like and did they with ever? Their nose. Oh my god! It was like one of the most amazing experiences of my life. But and. It was very animal safe for those of you who are thinking yeah, about that yeah. because not only were we not allowed to touch them, they weren't in cages or anything like that, we weren't allowed to have any products on. They were like, you can't just not have sunscreen, you can't have body lotion on, makeup, anything like that. They want you to rinse off before you even get on the boat. Smart. Because it, you can't say it's just this one thing that's causing environmental problems. So for the, and, and the other thing to think about is even the um, physical sunscreens, mm-hmm. um, the micronized ones or nano size, which is, I think, smaller than 100 nanometers, mm-hmm. the coral can eat them. They're bad for them that Aye. way. So um, just keep that in mind when you're choosing a sunscreen this summer. And I wanted to know from you, what's the one you like? Was it Sunbum you're using? Sunbum. They had tubs and tubs, like big, like as if there was ketchup in them, you know, like with the big <laughs> pumps. It was awesome. Sunbum um, SPF 50 original sunscreen lotion. It is reef safe and it is, um, it smells incredible. It smells like summer. It's the best smell. Um, and the one I like, if you're looking for a physical sunscreen, which we think are safer for the environment, um, MD Solar Sciences, their mineral version is really nice and rubs in well. It's like a nice cream lotion. Mm, nice. So if you guys have a favorite reef safe sunscreen, please DM us, share it with us, tweet us, all that good stuff. We want to hear from you. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. 
Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Allo Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's it, good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. We are here with Ukanwa Ojo, the senior vice president at CoverGirl and the woman behind a lot of the changes that we're seeing at the brand. We're watching, we're watching. And you're also kind of a marketing genius. So Ooh, okay. I know. That's it's, a tall order. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to get to that straight away. Okay. So you were not first. Welcome. Ukanwa. Thank you. Welcome to Fat Mascara. It's so cool to be here. I've been oh. looking forward to this for a while. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, you weren't always in beauty. When I no. met you, I heard this huge resume of like, but this brand, that brand, but they weren't beauty brands. No. What, what's your background? Yeah. So um, my ba- background is in marketing, mm-hmm. um, consumer products, goods marketing. Okay. And I've worked at a number of different companies. So um, my first job out of business school was with General Mills, and I worked on Cheerios and Progresso mm. and um, a lot of different Betty Crocker. And then I went on to work at... Um, Reckitt Benkiser, and I ran the French's. Sorry? Reckitt Benkiser. Okay. And I ran the French's business there. Oh, like French's of French's mustard? French's mustard, French fried onions, green bean casserole. I know all this has nothing to do with beauty. No, the green bean casserole <laughs> is delicious. It's a it's hit every year, right? It's absolutely delicious. And then I left that, I moved to London, and I ran the... Um, Durex, okay. master brand. Yes. Um, so I like to talk about the fact that I've done food and sex. So two passion categories. So not beauty, but they are passion categories. Did you make up that phrase, a passion category? I guess so. See, this, I'm saying marketing genius. <laughs> I'm like, I want to work in passion categories. Is beauty a passion category? Totally a passion category. It's impulsive. People just love it. You can never get enough. They're really seduced by it. And that's basically what I mean by passion categories. Um, is there some seduction involved so like with food like we all want to lose weight in January because we like ate more than we all wanted to and but so <laughs> we also want to eat I'm yeah. about that green bean casserole yeah there you go so I'm like yeah so with with food I think you don't have to convince people to participate in the category you just have to get them to choose you so that's how I think about like passion categories I love same that. thing with sex like you don't have to beg people to have sex right with durex like they want to it's just you want them to choose you and the same thing with beauty like like people love 
beauty. And so it's just like convincing them that they should be a part of your brand and they should be like you can be a part of their life. But Mm -hmm. they want to participate in the category and that's not what you have to convince them of. Um, And I love working in categories that are like that because they're just so much fun. The the people are having fun. You're having fun. It's just it's really creative. It's not a hard sell. No, it's not a hard sell at all. Okay. Um, So that's the common thread there. And then in terms of beauty, I am a total beauty junkie personally. Um, my mom was a fashion designer. So I, I grew up in a oh, fashion and beauty household. Um, so I've always kind of loved the category. I didn't really think about it. I don't know why as a career path. Um, but once it was suggested to me, I was like, oh, my God, like this totally makes sense. Um, and so I joined a year and a half ago, and it was an amazing decision because, if anything, I think people think I'm having way too much fun at my job. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I totally love this. It's like, I'm here to thing. stay. Like, it totally worked out. So it's really cool. So when you got to CoverGirl, what was the first thing you wanted to do? Because ah. you said you're a beauty girl. So yeah, you must have had some. Girl. You must have had some, like, thoughts and perceptions before you before walked I joined. in the door. Yeah, yeah I think... Um, so a couple of things. One, because I was new to beauty, I wanted to spend a lot of time listening, um, especially listening to the people who buy, because that's that's one of the scary things about joining an iconic brand. Um, we've done all kinds of studies, and CoverGirl is the most beloved, most iconic brand in beauty, and, and a lot of people believe that, right? So when you um, take over the homes of that, you're like, okay, how can I move this forward? But mm-hmm. respecting everything that's wonderful that's been done before you are a part of it. Um, and so that's one of the first things I wanted to do was just really read through a lot of things and listen to the teams, listen to the people, listen to our retailers. Like, what do you think is really working about this brand? And like, make sure you don't touch, you know, you don't mess with it. And then what can you do that kind of moves it forward? And I think the biggest thing that I love about CoverGirl is the fact that it's always stood for inclusivity. So I think a lot of people are doing inclusivity now. But CoverGirl was inclusive before inclusive was cool. And that's because it's in the DNA of the brand, right? The the whole reason is called CoverGirls because the founder wanted to take the makeup of CoverGirls and mm-hmm. make it available to every girl. Mm-hmm. And so that DNA I find um, really interesting. I think there's always more that we can do with that mm-hmm. um, from an ethnicity standpoint, from an age standpoint. And recently we've done from a vocational standpoint, we're always pushing the boundaries there. We'll but get I to really, that in a minute. Yeah, but I really love that the brands always stood for inclusivity, even before it was a buzzword. And that really drew me in. Um, as far as what... Um, differences I wanted to make to the brand, I would say a couple things. Um, One was in listening to people um, and listening to women in particular. um, I felt that calling makeup a cosmetic was actually not giving it enough um, credence for what it does in people's lives. What were were some of the things women said to you about like what they use makeup for and what their relationship with it? Yeah. And they didn't necessarily, they didn't, it wasn't something that they were very conscious about, but then when you talk to them and you observe them, you realize that every day as they were kind of standing in front of the mirror and their makeup bag, depending on what they had to accomplish that day, they were creating how they wanted the world to perceive them. Mm -hmm. And that changed from occasion to occasion. And I thought that was really, really interesting. And the reason why they did that is because it's so intricately linked with confidence um and so the way that we talk about it is like makeup gives women superpowers and that beauty and i think that power was something that i felt like given the iconic status of covergirl like this was a brand that could actually go there and have that conversation and um and really seed that and so that's where the new tagline i am what i make up really came from yeah was recognizing that this was a very powerful role that makeup was already playing in people's lives, even though they didn't articulate that or necessarily consciously um, reflect on that. um, There was the opportunity to really bring that to the forefront. And when you did, and they would kind of think about it, they were like, oh my God, that's so true. Because when I have a meeting, I have a look for that. And when I'm meeting with my girlfriends, I totally have a look for that. And when I have a wedding, I have a look for that. And when you kind of dig underneath that, they it helps them to navigate all the different roles that that they play in life. Um, And so that was the biggest thing that we wanted to make sure that we delivered on. And and when we tried to reconcile that with our current, our tagline at the time, which was easy, breezy, beautiful. Sing it, come on. (laughs) I like that tagline. I I love it too. I feel sad about that. You had your work cut out of like... 
trying to get people to yeah. it's I know it's a it, it is a beautiful tagline but the only thing was um it sometimes stopped us from doing what was right for the person and I'll talk and the reason why is because we said we were easy breezy so if she was talking to us yeah. about the transformation that she wanted for a particular event and let's say for example it involved a ton of glitter or a heavy contour. Right. What I would hear from the team is, we don't do that. We're easy breezy. Ah, uh, okay. Right, yeah. And it's not the first thing I think of. Right. So and you're excluding the first yourself from an entire right. category So it's just product. like, no, we shouldn't judge, right? Because if makeup is this powerful tool, all of that transformation, we should celebrate. It's all part of the brand and we can mm-hmm. deliver that. And she really trusts us and she loves us. And we have the technology to bring her these amazing products. So let's just do that and let's not judge her for that. And let's be her partner mm-hmm. as like... She or he navigates through all these different situations. So you're are you're trying to get the customer that like would dismiss CoverGirl as like oh they don't have like I don't like for lack of a better like, lack of a better word like real makeup like if right. I want like the hard stuff right <laughs> I need to go someplace else. In the past you had to right In now the past. you don't. So I think with our spring collection we closed a lot of those gaps, and then same thing with our fall collection. We're bringing some really cool products, and we've just sent out um, a number of different um, products to influencers. And it's it's actually really cool to watch because this brand has existed in 1961. Everybody knows CoverGirl, yeah, and to yeah. watch people try the products and go, "Oh my God, the CoverGirl!" Cover yeah, yeah, they're like CoverGirl. What? Um, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what we were trying to do. It's just like, we can be part of all of that because we have, we actually have our own R&D team. Like we come up with our own stuff and our products are incredibly good and we just want the opportunity to participate um, in a number of categories that we don't necessarily So you did uh, like a lot of focus groups, I imagine. You're a marketing woman. Were you Mm -hmm. surprised by anything you were hearing from customers today? We feel like we get a lot of, pushback from people that are like, oh, beauty, it's just superficial. Mm. You're trying to sell me something I don't need. Did you get any of that from, you know, strong feminist women? Or was it more like, this is a great thing. Everybody needs to be involved. I know. Yeah, we, um, and that's why I was saying that makeup actually doesn't get the credit that it deserves. Because when we were talking to people, we realized if we allowed them to go there, that it was a very powerful tool for them. Mm -hmm. And if you told them, okay, so you have that big meeting today, go without makeup. It would f- literally freak yeah. a lot of people out. Oh, They'll be like, no, like no, no, that. that's my armor. Like, I don't feel like I'm ready until I've put my face on. Like, that's the face I want to show. I want to be confident. I need my power red. For some women, it was like a red lip. Like, if I don't have my red lip, I just don't feel like I'm ready yet. Now, for some people, I hear, you said armor. I worked with a woman who I remember she was said, like, you know, my clothes are my armor, like my Celine is my mm-hmm, armor. Mm-hmm. I do you I, do you feel that what you're doing with CoverGirl, which is I am what I make up, I'm gonna ask you in a second mm-hmm, just to mm-hmm. describe that um, tagline for anyone who hasn't seen it. I doubt they haven't seen it. <laughs> um, if do you feel that conversation that's been happening, like the armor or the occasion, like occasion dictating the mm-hmm. look, has that been happening in fashion for a while? Or do you think mm-hmm. like it just hasn't really been yeah, about. that's fair. I, I, um, because the closest as we were talking to people, the closest thing that I would come to makeup would be high heels, mm-hmm. because for a lot of people, they're like, that's when I have my game for. Like when I put on my heels, like I mean business, like I'm yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that, um, which is fashion, right? Because your look really depends. If you're hanging out with your girlfriend, it's a totally different look than if you feel like you had to go to an interview. Because you totally get in the mood as well, right? When you put... You get into character. Yeah, you get into character. Um, And so makeup is is part of that. I think fashion is definitely part of that. I I think um, that makeup is also part of that. But I just feel like it's a category that no one had ever thought about the role that it played like that. And um, we just surfaced it a little bit. So in the I Am What I Make Up campaign, can you just quickly say like how you guys have surfaced that? Yeah. So for us, I Am What I Make Up means that with a mirror, your makeup bag and your creativity, that you have the power to create whatever version of yourself you want to show the world. And that's basically what it means to us. And we've sat through as a team and come through all kinds of different occasions. We've worked with um, a lot of people to talk about a lot of the different occasions that they go through. And we realized that for some of those occasions, um, we didn't have the right products. And so in our spring collection, we launched 114 SKUs. 
Um, and it really did help us really close that gap. And we're super excited about the stuff that we're coming out um, in the fall as well. That would be the second thing that was surprising to me is that um, CoverGirl had always been about inclusivity. Yeah. Um, and But you will still hear people um, talk about the fact that the beauty industry um, is not as inclusive as it could be. And so that was also something that was extremely important, I would say, to Cody as a company. So CoverGirl is part of Cody. Um, it's actually the mission of Cody is to liberate and celebrate the diversity of beauty. Um, and CoverGirl really felt like a brand that could really lead the charge on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so inclusivity was the one thing that wanted to do everything in our power to make sure that a lot of different people in our culture felt like they were a part of the category. So, and not just product-wise, yeah. like right. visual-wise, yeah. right? Visually yeah. being point. part of the category. And so in the choice of our new roster of cover girls, in the choice of the vocations that they um, participated in, because everybody talked about, like, they're all from the entertainment industry. Yeah, like, my life is so... And- yeah, they were all actresses and singers mm-hmm. um, and models. Basically, a, almost 100% of all beauty ambassadors come from those three lines of work. Work. And so one of the things we also wanted to do was to show people different women just totally nailing it in different fields, um, just to show people that they could, they were all a part of it. So age was a, a really big one. Um, having Mae Musk be a part of the family, love her. She's been an awesome addition. Um, ethnicity was a really important one. Um, so we have um, great representation, African-American, Hispanic, um, Caucasian. So you can never represent the whole world, but with every um, iteration, mm-hmm. um, we're always fine-tuning that and, and adding new people to the roster. And then in terms of vocation, adding a fitness star in Massey and a businesswoman in Aisha and adding a model with May and mm-hmm. a singer with Katie. Race car driver. And a race car driver <laughs> with Shalina. My yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has a, a different favorite, which is great because that's why the diversity is important because people see themselves in different people. When I look at other brands and like, you know, sometimes we have like a laugh about it, you know, every brand is trying to position themselves as a, you know, women's empowerment brand, yeah. whether it's like someone cooked it up in their like Brooklyn kitchen and mm-hmm. 5%, probably not 5, mm-hmm. 1% goes to blah, blah, mm-hmm. to, you know, broader, more like sophisticated storytelling. Yeah. I, I do think that there's a risk of like a lot of tokenism. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, it's great that they're having the conversation, but it feels really trendy right now. Mm-hmm. So like, do you notice this? And do you feel like, you know, CoverGirl... I mean, you mentioned that it's always been inclusive, but how do you kind of set yourself apart from the crowd? Yeah. And like, are you no, I think are you upset by this or is it a good no, thing all around? No, 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 no. Um, inclusivity is something that even if you're doing it from, um, first of all, we've always been about inclusivity. And so that's why and for me how it is feels- that? Like people, like the because of your shade range or because of your So I would say people. shade, because for example, we have the Queen collection right mm-hmm. now, right? And we've yeah. had that for years with Queen Latifah, like way before. And you're like, Rihanna, come on, yeah, we have yeah. a bunch. <laughs> I'm like, we've had Janelle, we've had Rihanna. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a lot of the, um, the folks who are popular now, they were all kind of like most of them were cover girls in the past. And so we've always had this tradition, whether it's Sofia Vergara from a um, Hispanic point yeah. of view, we had Ellen, who at the time was oh my a gosh, yeah. vet, right? The age-defying. Oh, right, that. yeah. So I think we've always had inclusivity at the forefront but of the brand. it was kind of baked in. It wasn't the lead story. Uh, I guess it depends. Maybe it's, the like the Queen collection, but I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't thinking like, oh, Cover Girl is like ramming, you know, yeah. this message, right? Through so I would say, yeah. So I would say, in some ways, it was. Um, in some ways, we delivered that through the visualization mm-hmm. versus having the specific messaging. Exactly, you're, you're right about that. Um, and I think we always want to be able to push that further, and mm-hmm. I think that can only. Um, that can only be expanded, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the second thing is, I think that there's a part of culture where even if it's tokenism for some brands, it definitely isn't for us. I mean, the other thing I was going to say, actually, is um, I think where you see the heart of the brand, where it really sits, is if you look at not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. 
Because I think if you look at the people behind the brand mm-hmm. that are actually writing the stories for the brand and setting the course of the future of the brand, you get a very quick sense if they really mean it or not. Completely. And I would say on CoverGirl, like, we seriously mean it. And it's not easy, right? It's really hard to get a very diverse team. As soon as you build one, everybody wants to steal them from you. <laughs> like, it's really hard. But it's something that we... It's, for us, it's really important because seated around the table, mm-hmm. the folks actually designing the products, so True Blend Matte Made that we're launching um, in the fall, the feedback has been phenomenal um, on this product. But the reason why it works so well across the diversity of skin tones is because the folks who were working on the formula were across a variety of skin tones. So you knew it was going to work when the African-American on the team is like, this is bomb. And your yeah. Hispanic on the team is like, this is bomb. And your Caucasians on the team are like, this is bomb. You know that the consumers are going to love it too. And so there's power, I think, in having a team behind the camera who are telling those stories and who are creating those products because it's inherent that they will be thinking about those audiences from the get-go. What is an older woman in, in cosmetics? Oh, um, good question. That's a good question. I think the way that some people would define it, um, right now I would say anybody older than a millennial in today's category is what the industry would describe as an older woman. But it's so funny that as we were developing the spring collection... More mature, more mature I was talking, listeners. I was like, and for me, I'm 41, so I'm yeah. totally in okay. that bucket as well. So I'm like, I'm right up there. But it's, it's really funny, like, launching the spring collection and presenting it to a retailer. And the retailer's like, why are you doing this? Like, um, the women that... The, um, older women, um, women in their 40s are not going to want any of this. And I'm looking at her like, I'm 41 and I have all of this on my face right now. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, so am I not part of the category? It just looked too jazzy. It looked right. too... Was right. she a younger woman? Um, Actually, no. Huh, interesting. No. But that's what I'm saying. We have some preconceived notions yeah. about the kinds of makeup looks that people want depending on the age that they're in. And I think more and more and more you find women that are like, I want to have whatever look I want to have. And sometimes it's going to be laid back and sometimes it's going to be totally full face contoured with the lashes and the glitter and I'm (laughs) up for it. Um, And so we have to be willing to also allow people to live the full lives that they want to live and not define it as an industry or as a category. Yeah. You've been able to, at a really big company, push forward some awesome marketing messages where have you gotten pushback from, like, the suits? I mean, you're uh, the suits in this case. Maybe that <laughs> slogan change. I knew that that must have been hard, and you had to convince people yeah. and show research that it was going to yeah. be fine. But, like, where do you want to go that you've felt we can't go yet or yeah. they're not ready for it? Um, so. Yeah. Um, that, to be honest, one of the things that I really like working um, – I love working at Cody is because – there's a mindset of we are an entrepreneurial organization. We may be a big organization, but we're going to operate like a startup. Um, and, like, we really believe that. This Give was, us a marketing idea that everybody was like, Conroy, no, you're crazy. seriously. Like, I... You said you're having a lot of fun at the job. But that's, so, what, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like... <laughs> too much fun? There, there really hasn't been any... Like, it was such a wholesale change because we literally changed from the positioning, to the campaign, to the packaging, Mm -hmm. to the new products. And we've had everyone in the organization being with us the entire time. That's Mm -hmm. great. Um, And I think it's because they've they've seen that it's been, um, as we've shown it to people who participate in the category, they've been so excited about it. And if you see people excited about it and you see retailers excited about it, it's like, why not do it? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But I really haven't haven't had... um, a significant amount of pushback from the team. I think they've made sure that we went through the due diligence and make sure it was the right thing to do because it was definitely some risk. Um, but I've had the full support um, of the organization to go in this way. And that's the only way we could have done this in a year. It would have been right. possible. You're talking about a billion-dollar brand. There's no way we would have been able to make this scale of change mm-hmm. in that quicker time per- and period what, if everybody wasn't on board. And what are you just North America? Like, where is CoverGirl sold? I'm sorry, I don't yeah. know this. I should know yeah, this. Yeah, so um, CoverGirl is global, yeah. um, but the majority of the sales are in, we lean quite heavily towards North America, okay. but it is global. Yeah. Which helps, I guess, too, because it's such a, like, diverse group of people that are buying <laughs> beauty in America, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Right. so what's been, like, the highlight since you've been there? <laughs> I think the highlight, I would say, is seeing the reaction from people 
um, on some of the decisions that we've made, um, starting with the choice of cover girls, um, starting with the launch of the new campaign, the emotional reaction that we've gotten from people um, has been really strong, even stronger than we anticipated. And whether it's from groups that felt like they were underrepresented or to um, some parents coming to me and, and saying, I'm so glad to see a beauty brand doing this because it makes me feel really positive about what the future looks like for young women. Um, some of that is with the vocational diversity, like showing them that they can be totally into beauty, but like really love STEM, like with our new clean makeup or right. love running a business. Um, I would say at the end of the day, that's that's probably been the biggest for me is the emotional reaction that people have had to the brand as a result of the as a result of the new positioning, mm -hmm. um, taking the time to either comment or mm -hmm. write to us, um, or tell friends of friends to let us know how they feel about it. Um, that for me has been has been the biggest thing. And then I think really picking um, cover girls who really love the brand and are really behind the mission. Um, I think for anyone who um, follows me, they'll see that. I have a genuine relationship and friendship with all the cover girls mm -hmm. on the on the brand and they're not just token ambassadors like they really do believe in what we're right. doing they really do share values with us they're really friends of the brand um and that's been great as well that's it's just awesome. build yeah just building a team of just powerhouse women who share this vision of the future for beauty and are co-creating it with us. Yeah. Um, and that for me is a, a really proud moment as well, not just for me, but for the whole team um, that we, we have them as friends of the brand. We can't let you leave without asking about your favorite products. And I know you're about to plug whatever's coming out for fall on CoverGirl, <laughs> which is fine too. Yeah. But like, what are some of your favorites from CoverGirl? And then also outside of the makeup category, like what's your favorite hair care and skincare? Okay, cool. Um, mm -hmm. So favorite products, I would say the reason why you would say that I would plug the stuff that's coming out now <laughs> is because it's coming out a year and a half after I joined. And so this is the bundle that start to finish um, myself and um, my team and I like built from scratch to finish. So Excellent. it has like a lot of the personal things that we wanted. Like, for example, I was super hardcore that the True Blend Matte be transfer resistant because I had worn makeup for so long and my husband's like, don't hug me because like you get makeup on all my stuff, it gets on the pillowcase and then I touch my face and then it's all over all the papers. And so for me personally, I was like, whatever we do, like can we just make sure that it's transfer resistant so that I don't have to deal with that. So when I say it's my favorite foundation, it's my favorite foundation because it has all the benefits, right? Yeah. You have all the shades, you have all the oil control, you have all that. But for me personally, I love the fact that it's transfer resistant because that was a something that was particularly important to me. And I can wear it all day and like go about my day and not have to worry about, right. oh my God, am I going to get it on someone's yeah. couch or someone's chair? I've totally hugged someone and like scurried away because I saw like a white imprint <laughs> like on their like sport jacket. And so that's a, it's, you may say it's a little thing, but that was definitely something that as we were developing the... Big yeah, formula was really important that nice. yes we make it an incredible foundation but this was a specific thing that I was super passionate about that made sure that we um, had that I'm totally like um, I'm a lip girl I love lots of color I'm not afraid of color when it comes to lip I'm, I'll wear any color um, and so part of what we did we basically redid our all our bullets so we're coming out with like 48 shades of um, of lipstick that really cream, metallic, like we have, and matte, like we'll mm -hmm. have all of that. Um, but that also comes from just from a passion point um, that my team loves color. I love color. And so we want to make sure that you don't have to go outside of CoverGirl to be able to, if you love the brand, whatever colors you're looking for, you can find them within the brand. So you have so. those bold shades that you, you think we're missing. Yeah. So before. yeah, we have the bold and we have the nude. So okay. um, there's some days that I want a nude lip, but then there's some days I just want black lipstick and I want to be able to do that as well um and so so yeah so excited black about lipstick from covergirl yeah I saw okay. it hey wow yeah. color payoff too yeah, one swipe. I know wow. like we're not, we're not messing around okay. okay good stuff yeah thanks for coming to fat mascara yeah. oh my god this has been so much fun it was a good girl chat I love it yeah. I love it
It's time. Oh, gosh. We're I'm here. singing. It's time to raise a wand. Okay. Well, I've got, I've got a good wand for you today. You aren't even going to comment on my lovely singing it was, voice? No, it was nice. I will say it was very nice. I can't hit those notes. Really? I think I hit like maybe a tenor. Like a B-flat minor. I don't know. What are you raising a wand to? So uh, the name of the brand is called Calistyle. Calistyle. Yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. Cal- yeah, it feels Calis- like it's like a wagon, like a Calistyle wagon. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, it's a <like> Calistoka. <laughs> it's this thing called Swedish Dream Sea Salt Soap. So it's a little square and it ha- it's it's a tiny little soap. It fits in the palm of your hand. I've seen that packaging. It's great. So chic. The packaging is fantastic. I actually had the hand cream. I bought it like years ago, and we think we just ran out of it. It smell makes your hand smell fresh and like sea salt. Fans of Joe Malone sea salt and wood sage will be all over this. So this seven dollar bar of soap not only like leaves you feeling really clean, not not strict. This is like a body soap. It's a body soap. Okay. Um, but it also has like little tiny bits of something. It doesn't advertise itself as like having bits in it, mm. but I feel it's mildly exfoliating. And then when I get out of the shower, you can actually like, it really fragrances your skin, it smells so fresh. And I think that's so nice. Like wrapping up with a big towel when your skin smells like sea salt and that's you're clean. Like a beach house kind of soap that you discover totally. at someone rich friend's beach house. It's got like a little anchor on the package. It's great. It's, it's, it's $7 is more than like a bar of soap needs to cost, but it's a luxury that mm. I think is affordable, gen- generally more affordable than other ones. And it makes you feel like a million bucks. Fine. I will take us even less expensive. It okay, makes you feel go. better. $7 is not that bad for a bar of not soap. Not that bad. Um, I've been using a $3.97 brow product. Okay. Um, it is called Rimmel Brow This Way Pomade. I, I don't know about the name, but basically what this is, is a chubby, looks like an eye crayon. Oh, it's I like a, that. a waxy pomade that's tinted. Okay. Here's why it works for someone with thick eyebrow hairs. I do not think it's the right product if you have thin eyebrows or not a lot of hair. But if you have thick ones where you need to fill in sparse spots, but you also, they're unruly, it's sort of like a waxy-ish consistency. So it sort of tames them down at the same time it's coloring in. I like that you don't need a brow gel and a pencil. Sometimes I need both. Right. And I didn't didn't even need a brush because I kind of used it like a brush and it just sort of formed them into shape. I do, like, full disclosure, I have to say, because as I was, like, looking around before I raised a wand, I wanted to see what other people thought. And a lot of women point out that's a bitch to sharpen because it's one of those chubby ones. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, how do I get it sharpened? How do I get it sharpened? You need, you know which one works for this? The NARS double-sided. The NARS velvet matte lip pencil is the mm. same size. So you need one of those bigger sharpeners. And even still, it has that plasticky wood that's hard to sharpen sometimes. Yeah, sure. So, Rimmel, if you're listening, yes, maybe do like a twist up okay. next time. But sure. even still, this is a good product for the thick-browed listeners out there. Good feedback for Rimmel, too. Yes. Yeah, I hate when I have a pencil I can't sharpen. Exactly. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh.